Have you seen my? You haven't commented on my Skype profile pic. Your Skype profile pic. I changed it like weeks ago, and you haven't commented on it. It's really annoyed me. It's kind of ruined my joke. <laughs> do you know? You want to know something true? I saw it weeks ago, but I thought the funny thing to do would be to not acknowledge it for as long as I could. <laughs> well, you and were I right. won. I won. <laughs> you did. You did. That was the funnier option, but I also. Damn it. Yes, you lost. Just me on vacation. Yeah. How's uh How's life, Trinia? Um, I went. From, I've just been. I haven't done much today. I've just been walking. Oh, I ate. I ate a chessboard the other day. Did I tell you that? You ate a chessboard. I ate a chessboard. Yeah. I took. I I took it back to the guy and I said, "Stalemate." <laughs> he said, "No, it's not." I said, "Checkmate." <laughs> That's pretty good. Thanks. It's pretty good. Is that was that? Did you have that for? Uh, you've got that written down on the agenda. No comment. <laughs> <laughs> hey, no. I I, look, I, th- I think I think it. I, I think it's good to start off with a uh, with a strong one, um, right out the gate. Yeah. Um, how have you been? Yeah, pretty good. This is my uh, my last three hours in my twenties. Is oh it? yeah, fuck! Sp- Forget about I'm that. S- I'm spending it all with you. Oh me! I got. I didn't get you anything. Well, I haven't turned anything yet, so that's fine. <laughs> okay. You also didn't get me anything for my last birthday, which I'm still annoyed about. So I'll, I'll hold on to that vindictive. Um, you, have sort you of ever feeling. gotten me anything apart from like once you got me some groceries and bought you a microphone and the other bits? Mm, I'm, I'll get you something for your 31st. <laughs> That's good. Actually, I appreciate that because everyone's going to be like showering me with attention on the 30th. It's just because just the number's rounder. Gets to 31, yeah. no one's going to give a shit. So I'd actually appreciate if you just hold on to that and Is, make something special happen next year. That by then, I'll have my shit together. That's what I've been saying for the last uh, six years, but that's going to be the special one. Are you worried or have you had thoughts about turning 30? Like, is it different in any way for you? Because we're both uh, turning 30. Yeah. And I'm curious as to whether you've had any, like, classic, you know, freakouts. Uh, I would like to say no, but honestly, I, I have been thinking about it. Um, I don't think I've had, like, freakouts at that stage. I, I think I'm still relatively matter-of-fact about it all. But there is something about it that just makes you think, okay, that's the end of my 20s. What did I do in my 20s? Where am I, I now? Agree. Where did I want to be? Um, and similar, similar feelings. Yeah. And, I, you know, I, I do feel like I, um, like at the, sort of this time last week, um, I started to think, is there anything I want to do in my 20s Should I, that I just need to do in this next week? And there's, like, it, it's a silly train of thought because it, it means nothing you know what what difference is me doing something today versus tomorrow well there is one thing and that is that if you don't get health insurance which you probably have yeah well maybe that's just applies to australian residents possibly if, if you don't yeah. get south if you don't get um health insurance before you're 30 then you get some like tax penalized stuff. yeah yeah, well, um, you know, I I don't think that there's too much at that level that I have been freaking out about. But um, yeah, I, I I did have that mental process of like, 
okay, the, what what are the things I, sh- I want to do that I can say I did in my 20s and yeah. ultimately mm-hmm. was either too lazy or, or didn't really have anything super important um, and didn't, didn't do it. But I, I have, I have been thinking about it. And I, and I, I it's just one of those, uh, I suppose, those milestones which cause you to just take a step back and reflect about where you are and where you're going and what you're doing. Yeah. <clears throat> I think 30 feels properly adult as well. Yeah, um, I reason. I had a um, a meeting this morning because I'm I booked out a a bar for a get together next um, next Saturday, um, and so I was catching up today just to talk over the food and and stuff that they're going to do, um, and we were going through the um, you know the list of things and the menus and that sort of stuff, um, and it just came up that the woman I was speaking with um, was 25, and I thought fuck is this like at some point in our lives we're going to hit a turning point where most of the people we deal with in the world are going to be younger than us instead of older than us and that was just one of those weird ones where i pictured myself suddenly i had a flashback to wallace where as a 25 year old or 24 year old or something i was taking functions for people working at the cinema and i just had a a moment of like reverse flash where it was i was thinking wait is this what it was like to for the other person to be booking a like a a function at a um facility with someone who's in their like mid twenties um and there was absolutely nothing that was wrong about it, but I just had that sudden like transposition of 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 place where I was like, oh, now people are gonna be mostly younger than me in uh in these roles, you know, yeah, yeah, I have noticed that like i haven't actually thought of people in their 20 in their early 20s as like i felt i've i've thought in my head that i'm like that we are peers yeah and then it only occurred to me the other day that 20 year year olds if i speak to them or even up to like 23 or 24 that i'm the old guy yeah i'm the old guy there and that's like, the first, that's I almost a decade I was, I'm like, ah, oh, yeah, we're so young, aren't we? But and we are young, but I thought we were. Now it's like crossing over. Yeah, and it's interesting as well. Like, there's a couple other aspects of it. Like, I'm in a um, sort of student area of of Christchurch, so I try and get out of the house and go for a walk and put on a podcast and something. And I often wander through the uni because it's nice and green and everything. Um, yeah. And when you do so, I'm walking past people, and then I you know, sort of realized, oh, am I like the weird old guy wandering through the campus? Like, I don't go to this uni and I look around the place and people, I think of them as my equals. I think of me as effectively uni student age, but that's not true. Like my uni years were like a decade ago um, and everyone around me is probably younger unless they're like a postgrad or whatever. Yeah. Um, I mean, I've, I've seen you at uni. You've always been the weird guy. Well, thank La- you. Cracking up laughing at yeah. podcasts by yourself. Well, you can't listen to podcasts as a group, can you? The fact yeah, that I'm think... by myself listening to the podcast, that's not really the, the problem, is it? Yeah, but I think the fact, I think it's just funny because you're like gangly and lengthy and stuff. And it's like... <laughs> yeah, I just swan through like a, uh, like a jellyfish. <laughs> you laugh with your whole body. Yeah, we, you know, you've got it. That's it's great. It's a, a compliment. Bit. Yeah. It's a compliment. Um, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. You're going into a new level of weird, 
in terms of how others perceive you. Now that I'm older and walking around uni. Yeah, now you've got old and weird. <laughs> and then and then eventually you'll be dead and weird. Yeah. But at least everyone else will have to will, will no longer have to look at it. <laughs> God. <laughs> Welcome to Deep Fort, everybody. Oh gosh, thank you for being here. Welcome to the next 100, 115. What's happening? This is this is how it works now. And you just need to come to terms with that. Um, sitting through the internet with me on the opposite end of the line. Michael, say hi, Michael. Hey, hey guys. Oh, that's so nice and normal. I'm so proud of you. And I'm Nick. Hi, Nick. Hi. Um, Just wondering if I've got any more jokes on here. Yeah, we no. could use... Oh, you've used it up. You've used all with the one. Can you read what that says? Chessboard joke. Already done. <laughs> Where's my pen? Cross that one out. Only two items on the list today. Sorry. Did the other one say nuns? Performance enhancing drugs. <laughs> I think that's probably better for everyone. Is it? I thought it was on fire last week. I was like, yeah. I haven't actually listened to it fully back, so. Uh, you just mm. skimmed through the bits that you were in and just said, yeah. Yeah, got it. Yeah. Yeah. No. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I thought this week we might uh, touch on an area of expertise for me that um, you might obviously need a little bit more of uh, help to get up to speed with, and that's, of course, sports. Um, just sport-related <laughs> chat, because, you know, I think we've established people tend to think of me as a bit of a jock, a bit yeah. of a, uh, an athlete. Um, a man's man. Man's man. Uh, he knows how to hold a bat. and oh, That's probably true, that one. I don't know what you're trying to get at. Yes, you do. It's about a penis. Yes, you get it. We're, we're there. We're there, buddy. I mean, congratulations. If you've got a bat down there, that's, you know, more power to you. Um, it's more of a racket. <laughs> we're going to jump into a topic of uh, a little bit of controversy over the past few weeks. I don't know if you've heard anything about this, but it is the... The question of uh, transgender athletes. Um, the the recent uh, sort of headline was a woman named Casta Semenya, um, who uh, was ruled that uh, she's an Olympic runner, and a court ruled um, that she had to use hormone suppressing drugs in order to compete in uh, women's uh, races uh, because her natural testosterone output is. Um, much higher than uh, than average. Um, she's not transgender, but um, or at least I don't know. Maybe she's into sex. What nationality uh, was she? She is South African. <clears throat> okay. Casta Semenya is South African and an Olympic gold medalist from the 2016 Olympics. Um, so she was born a woman. Yeah, she but is a woman. Her she, testosterone levels were too high. But she has a. Uh, Here's a little bit of, of rapid history. Uh, in 2009, um, she won at the World Championships and then questions were raised about her sex. Um, ultimately, there was enough um, pressure or uh, concern about it that she was asked to take a, t- a sex verification test to ascertain whether she was female. Um, and uh, the, the reasoning they used was she made incredible improvements in her times 
um, dramatic breakthroughs and that sort of thing, which usually aroused suspicion of drug use. And so they felt obliged to investigate. Uh, right. The sex test results were never officially published, but some were leaked and widely discussed, resulting in claims that she has an intersex trait. Um, so uh, basically uh, she has a very high uh, natural level of testosterone. Um, and uh, after many years of sort of controversy and um, uh, concerns about whether or not she ought to be able to um, participate, uh, the IAAF, which is the um, uh, the International Association of Athletics, um, the governing bo- uh, body for um, that sport, um, basically required hyperandrogenous um which is uh, how she's been described. Um, Hyperandrogenous athletes must take medication to lower their testosterones. Um, And then they, uh, Semenya, uh, sued to challenge that as being an unfair ruling, Uh, but the Court for Arbitration of Sport rejected that challenge, so the rules will come into effect. Um, That's obviously not a transgender um, circumstance, but it is... Uh, a, a broader topic, I think, that um, I'd be interested to to dive into a little bit. Um, yeah. So my thoughts are this. My thoughts are that trans people should, we should find every way that we possibly can to be inclusive to trans people in terms of without, without legislating, without introducing legislation to, you know, make it mandatory to call people by certain pronouns or whatever. I think as a society and as a culture, we should be doing whatever whatever we can, and, and even legally to to some degree, if there are any kind of glaring issues there. But I think we should also be looking out for we should also treat be trying to do what is fair. Now, the best argument that I can that I can think of for or that I've heard for allowing trans people to compete in um, c- compete in sports that are of the opposite gender to what to which they were born but to which they I the transition presently identi- yeah. identify yes sorry about that um, is that that you know um, the nature nature itself is unfair mother nature, does not uh, divvy out skill or size or, um, you know, some, some women are bigger than others, like in, in that case. Um, some men are, are smaller than others. But uh, I think we, what we should be doing is trying to make, trying to make it as, as fair as possible in those, in those types of instances where we can. And I think that... You know, as much, I mean, it's, it's, it would be heartbreaking to be, to, to be a transgender woman and to want to be able to compete in that, in, against other women. It would be heartbreaking. It would be very difficult to, to, to deal with, but I don't think that, uh, I think it would also, we have to look out for the interests, um, or, and the, and fairness for, uh, women that are born women as well um, and kind of uh, I mean it's just gonna, I think it's something that 
that it's just a an unfair part of life. Yeah. Agree. It is a really interesting issue. It's, I find it genuinely quite fascinating because I agree with you. I understand why um, female, uh, uh, like cisgendered female athletes, would would be uh, would look at a, a, a transgender woman, say, coming into the um, the field, and worry or fear that that's um, an unfair advantage. Um, at the same time, I think there's a really interesting question there about the biology of it. You know, um, a trans woman, um, for instance, may well have uh, uh, different hormone levels to men. You know, uh, th- they can go through uh, gender reassignment surgery. They can go through hormonal treatments um, and end up closer to, quote unquote, the normal female spectrum of those biological quantities than the male end of the spectrum. And and I suppose the question is, okay, so if the, if, if your position, um, and I, I'm not saying this accusatory um, towards you, but if your position is they can't play with women or compete against women, is your position then that they have to compete against men? Um, yes. Or, or we find a different solution, which, I don't know, potentially we have a transgender uh, separate competition for transgender people, but obviously they're already in the minority, and it's going to be hard to hard to create a competition for those uh, for those people. Um, <clears throat> my understanding is that the IOC they actually if so if you are if you're born a man and transition to a woman and want to compete in against other women, that you have to you can. Um, this is for the Olympics, possibly the Olympics. I don't know what the IOC actually adjudicates, but um, you have you have to first of all, first of all, you have to legally declare yourself as a woman. You have to um, t- you have to take. Uh, I don't know what you do to to affect your hormones, but you have to lower your you have to lower your testosterone levels to they. It's something. It starts with an N, but it's like ten something per liter but even that is the amount that they are required to lower their testosterone levels to is double what the average woman's would be Mm. so the so it's but i mean mean, even even that is like that's not the full picture of of any man or woman's sporting ability is it either i mean the testosterone level is one one aspect exactly. of it, but there's there's physicality, there's yeah. flexibility, bone density, bone density. There's mu- yeah. muscle fibers and stuff. It's, there's a lot to it for sure. And and it's certainly an interesting question that um, uh, that uh, when you when you think, as you say, about the advantages or disadvantages of various genders, it, the argument could be made that say in a sport like gymnastics where flexibility and and uh bounce height and and like and strength and that sort of thing are in different requirement like the necessary skills required in those areas are different to say shot put or something like that which is is more um you know strength based that the relative um 
uh, appropriateness or, or no appropriateness this is not the right way the relative benefits of um a a, a trans uh physicality in those sports is going to be different so you know is is it even reasonable to expect the same standard for a trans athlete across all sports when the effects of the physicality of uh like say a trans woman in running is different to a trans woman in gymnastics is different to a trans woman in swimming yeah okay i'm not sure i'm not what was i'm not sure what the question was do you uh do you is it even reasonable to set one standard that all trans athletes must meet for their testosterone levels or physicality when the effects of of their bodies is going to come into play differently depending on what sport it is do you mean if we had a separate uh competition for trans no no i mean based on so you said the ioc must says you've got to lower your testosterone to this level right yeah that's a universal rule applied to all trans women right yeah but i think that the effects that that would have would differ on the sport that they're playing oh right um I just watched this one thing, and that's what they said. So I'm I'm not sure. I would have to check. Yeah, but I'm I'm asking. Do you think I'm really not following this? Sorry. So a trans woman, right? Yeah, is going to have. So the the argument is the argument against them being able to compete against women is that a trans woman's body, having been at birth male, has yeah. certain biological advantages that give them an unfair advantage in the competition right gotcha but that advantage would depend on the sport right so perhaps a male body is better at a strength uh contest like shot put but arguably a male body is not as good in a flexibility or um springiness competition like gymnastics so my question is is it reasonable to ask or, or to set one universal standard for how trans athletes need to uh, uh, affect their bodies in order to be entered into the competition, given that their potential advantages and disadvantages will be different depending on the sport that they're playing. Yeah, I guess you're right. But I think um, I think testosterone and estrogen levels are, I mean across um you know other but i mean amongst men and amongst women themselves those body types and i think they can be they can be more flexible but i think i mean the essence of it i guess is the estrogen and the and the testosterone and that's what you can affect with hormones so um i guess that's i guess that's why they do that and i'm also not sure maybe they do maybe they do require different um testosterone levels across sports okay although maybe that would be weirder i don't know yeah it's interesting and i suppose that the the uh the interesting hypothetical the other way is if you're mandating a certain level of um of hormone as as the valid range in which to compete in um should men with low testosterone be forced to compete in female sports rather than against other men? 
Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't think so. But um. So you, you're saying that we should throw out all? Well, you know, you're saying this, but maybe we should throw out all genders and your what area that you compete in is is judged purely by you know we take we take a a a reading of how much estrogen or testosterone you have and a bunch of other factors and then you are placed into categories uh of people more like your your own i mean i i'm i'm not I'm just asking the question. I'm not specifically advocating for that. But if if this is the dilemma that the increased scientific technology and and measurement apparatus that surrounds the sport world, if this is the way that the future is going to be, like you're not going to lose any of this testing going forward. If anything, it's going to become more precise. If that's the way that, that things are headed, perhaps it is ultimately the end destination where you categorize people on equivalencies like that rather than on birth gender or whatever yeah and yeah you could you could definitely you could definitely see that happening um and it is interesting as well you know if we think again if the the biological um levels of testosterone in someone who's intersex who's actually not transgender she is a she's a woman she identifies as a woman but she's got a a genetic trait which has caused her body to produce more testosterone than um than a a typical woman um she's you know she wasn't born one gender and then transitioned yeah um this this question with um i forget her name i'm sorry castor uh castor semenya um is is one basically saying you are, you've been born with effectively a, a biological advantage and because you're too good at it, we're going to require you to limit yourself in order to put everyone on the same playing field. Right. Um, and, and, and I just wanted to, to make that distinction that we are talking about a couple of different issues here. One where it's the transgender people who were born as a man and or vice versa, um, and transition to the other gender. But in, in Castor's specific case, this is, this is a woman who's been told to limit herself. Um, and, and that, I just wanted to make that clear. Yeah. There, I mean, that does, um, philosophically that, that does make things a bit murky. Um, and I think people, people's issues issue with it is that they, I mean, um, People who are trans suffer from body dysmorphia. Is that what it's called? Body dysmorphia. Uh, dysphoria is what you're thinking. Dysphoria. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Very close. Gender dysphoria. So it, that's the distress because their birth assigned sex doesn't match their gender identity. Now that's that's um, that's terrible for for someone to have to go through. Um, definitely. But I don't think um, I don't think that necessarily um that necessarily means that that because you you suffer from that entitles you to um you know to enter into feel whatever you want basically i mean would we ex- would we accept this with with 
people i mean there's there's been a few cases that have come out now that people um uh i don't know what the word is for it but they don't believe that they are their own age right so we have limits in that regard because you know if you if there was a woman in the united states of course uh, who was you know 58 and she believed and she identified as uh, as a 13 year old a 13 year old girl now i know this sounds like oh you're just taking the you know you're just taking the completely into the like absurd other direction but it, i think it's interesting because we have boundaries in place when it comes to age because if she actually identified as a well if she actually was or thought she was a 13 year old person then she would you know if she could legally change her uh, age to that then she'd have to go to school I, that's such a strange example though because age is objectively verifiable whereas one's gender identity is entirely internal and subjective so how, how what age is ob- externally verifiable now, what was the second part yeah what was the second did you say your your, your gender, gender identity is, is yeah it's no as in it's internal it's it's not it's not externally verifiable what do you mean like you it's it's people know by... how old things are right age age you can you can you can find out how old someone is right you can look at someone and know they're not a 13 year old child right no one except for the person involved can uh speak to their internal sense of gender internal yeah well that, that's different there because because you no, just but said it's not because someone's you're... age and then their internal sense of gender i'm talking about well if it was the same it would be their internal sense of age because your, but no, your but, biology but determines no... whether you yeah but with age age is independent of the person's uh belief right it's independent yes, but so, of themselves but so but 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 really if we're talking really so is your gender now your identity, your gender identity no, is subjective. No, no, I'm sorry, it's that's not true. Your sex, your biological sex, is independent, right? But your gender, that that's you. That's your internal right, mental okay. thought, right? Yeah. And your gender is not externally verifiable by anyone else. That is solely the realm of the mind. Fine, but your but your sex is. Your sex, there are biological, yes, there are biological, externally verifiable sex traits that can be okay. can be quantified, right? But gender is in your head and only in the head of that person. So a person who believes themselves to be age 13, an external person can say, no, your body is X years old and we have the records from when you were born and your parents are... 45 so you've got to be you know at least this age right this age okay mm-hmm. when it comes to agenda there is no external metric you can you can measure to see what's going on in someone's head right it's it's not okay. a, it's not a comparable so i was mixing up i was mi- i was i was using gender and sex interchangeably sure when i shouldn't um, have the so i think the comparison to the idea of uh, a woman who wants to identify as thirteen years old is—it's it, not really a relevant is comparison. Then is um, is race is race uh, fluid in that regard as well? 
no, I don't. I don't think you can identify as a race. Well, uh, look, that's a whole other can of worms. Uh, but there, there are definitely genetic identifiers that you can you can trace the ancestry. You can do the spit test and see where your DNA origins are, and so you can know whether you're not, you know, you're eighty percent Ashkenazi Jew or uh, Irish or uh, you know Mongolian or or something. You can you can do the DNA to see the threading of. But then I guess your racial identity. I mean, you could grow up. You could be a, a um, you could grow up around you know a Latina community and. And that can be your whole life, and you can, um, you know, you can talk like them. You might not have the same skin complexion, but you, your, your racial identity can be. Um, yeah, it's an interesting. It's an interesting point, and I, I don't feel well equipped enough as a white guy to um, to speak to the the F, the cultural effects of of being in a community, even if genetically you're not part of it. Um, yeah. I I also don't I don't want to um, yeah I don't want to take anything away from trans people or, or I know that like arguments like that kind of maybe seem to belittle um, their cause or that I'm basically I'm saying oh well why don't I just think I'm a, I'm identified as a donkey um, <clears throat> which you sometimes I have actually <laughs> just because you're an ass. <laughs> Actually, some people have assumed that I'm a donkey uh, <laughs> when I just identify as a human. Um, but um, what was I going to say? It wasn't about donkeys. Uh, um, we, we, we sort of spiraled oh, right. off a little bit about the, the age thing and then the... What I the find tr- interesting is that is arguing this with... Or arguing this with progressives or pro- progressive types is that it gets to a certain point and it, it seems like people want to be, you know, people are so uh, scared of seeming transphobic. And, you know, there's been some woman, some tennis, famous tennis players lost, lost her career after saying, you know, that, uh, that this transgender woman shouldn't be able to compete um, against other women. She lost her job and stuff because people are labeling, labeling her transphobic. Um, and I think I find it almost amusing that progressive, some progressive people, uh, from fear of of seeming transphobic, are allowing other women to. Uh, I mean, this is a, this is negatively in some cases affecting other women. There there are a bunch of cases where this is directly affected uh, other women that have been born women, and in the interests of being so inclusive are are we potentially hurting women i mean it seems to be like it seems to be like you know you know on the on the um on on the victim scale or how which is directly correlated to how many uh how many social points you have um that it'd be like man woman and then trans woman would be above that in terms of uh, categories that get the protections. In ter- yeah, in terms of protection. I mean, I don't think that. Um, I mean, I can't. I can't speak for the categories involved, but I don't think that it's a zero sum game, um, and I don't think that the inclusion of some peoples is at the expense of others. 
Um, I think you don't think you don't think that it would be at the expense of other women. I including I, trans women. I mean, here's the thing, and it it's it's a little bit trite, but you've got to remember, trans women are women, right? And you can you can separately categorize them for the effects for the you know the purposes of um, this kind of debate. But you've got to remember at the end of the day that it's not two separate categories. Trans women are women, so you are helping some uh, more heavily oppressed women achieve in the women's field. You're not taking something away from women to give it to another category. Fine. But Nick, some of some of these women are built like brick houses and they're trying to compete in women's football leagues. Sure. Now I mean and they're they're competing there was a there was a weightlifter that that won in, in it wasn't the Commonwealth Games, it was some games in America. You want you look you look at this woman, Jesus mate. It's, so what? It's like, dude, like, like, they're lifting double the amount. They're lifting double the amount. I mean, yes, we 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 should be including trans people as much as possible, but and we sh- and you know I I agree that that trans women are women. There should be no distinction there when we're talking about conversation when we're talking culturally when we're talking about bathrooms when we're talking about basically every other scenario that doesn't involve your actual genetics your actual chromosomes but what's the difference between competing with i i I just we're coming back to that original conception right it's it's if some women are uh, like some cisgendered women are stronger than others, right? Some just have those benefits uh, yeah. biologically anyway. At what yeah. point, like why? Why did? At what point do you just cut that off and say no? You're you're not masculine enough to be a, a man, um, and you're not feminine enough to be a woman. So you just don't get to well, to compete. Dude, nature does that pretty well. You know, there's going to be there's going to be some there's going to be some outliers, but I think the best that we can do as human beings is is separate what we've got into two genders so far. But for for whose benefit? For the benefit of the athletes involved, predominantly women athletes, female athletes, because you know women can compete. Uh, people who've been born men, and sorry, my ter- my my my, ter- my um terminology with all this stuff is <laughs> is pretty whack. But people who've been born men and then uh, wanting to compete as women, uh, sorry, been born women and then wanting to compete as men, the IOC, as far as I can tell, have basically no restrictions on that. You just can do it. Uh, so, what, what's your point there? I'm sorry. Uh, it was to say what, whatever the thing before was. I don't know. <laughs> Forget. Uh, we were talking about the your belief that you, you should just split it into the categories and and leave the uh, 
the people caught in the middle in the lurch. Uh, yeah, well, I wouldn't say in the lurch, but I. I, but what, I what do, are they? What I are, do what think are they meant to do? What? Just not not be athletes, not achieve. No, I think I think we should. I think the I don't know can create a different games really. I think that would be the but best. But there, there's to do it. not um, there's not enough. There's not yeah. enough people, and there's you know logistical questions top to bottom, like which code yeah. runs it, which code funds it, do the sponsors come to it? You know, you're effectively aiming for a separate but equal. Um, yeah. I don't think yeah. it's practical to ask every sport code across the world at every tier of competition to create individual uh, tiers of, of of competition for trans athletes or intersex athletes or athletes who have uh, separate, you know, higher than average testosterone levels. Yeah. I, I just That's just not like a practical outcome. Yeah, um, me neither. Then yeah, I I, I really I I don't have a I don't have a solution. It's interesting it. as well because in in within the the professional sport sphere, there are you know women saying that um, Custer Semenya should be allowed to compete and are outraged for the um, basically the compulsory uh drugging of of an athlete in order to be um part of the competition and there are others who and you know those are people who would probably um <laughs> be quite challenged in a head to head competition in you know in in the running or whatever but yeah. value her uh independence and and her bodily rights um over their ability to you know, potentially win in competitions. Um, I think for, for a it, case like that, I think that's that's um, that's an open and shut case. In which I one? Think that's that's a no brainer. That she, Cassia Zamentes or whatever it was, Casta um, Semenya. Yeah, Casta Semenya. It's a good name. Uh, I think she should obviously be able to compete in her own um, her chosen gender. Is that politically incorrect? Isn't it? No, I mean she she is a woman, but you mean she should be able to compete without her having to take the um, testosterone reducing drugs. Hell no, she should just be like the best athlete. <laughs> that's yeah, she should be. That's the thing, right? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I guess then the the question becomes: um, if her body has naturally produced that testosterone, um, and she's able to compete there, then why is a trans woman whose body has naturally produced that testosterone um, and who is then transitioned to that gender, why is the fact that it's been a process or that it's been a mental um, uh, you know, dysphoria issue as well, why is that different to casters? Um <clears throat> Because, look, is there any, look, let's play devil's advocate here. Is there, 
if this dysphoria is that the correct term yeah dysphoria, right? gender dysphoria feeling like you are not the is there... gender on the inside as you are on the outside now i know that people who suffer from this you know uh it's heavily wrapped up in their identity and no one should be forced to change their identity. I'm not saying anyone should be forced to, but is there, if this is a dysphoria, is there any attempt um, to correct it? I mean... What do you mean by correct it? You mean well, uh, psychologically try psychologically. and get them to come to terms with themselves? And I can understand why people, why if if, you know, if you identify as a woman, that why you why your reaction would be like, oh, fuck you, I don't. Why should I? I have to change. But if there if there is a psychological aspect to it, um, is that something that we could potentially talk about without being uh, transphobic? I think we can look. We can talk about it, but I don't think that it. Uh, I mean, it's not valid. It's not. Uh, it's not a. It's not a valid solution, um, but I, uh, no one would go through the process of, of gender reassignment without <laughs> serious convictions, right? Of course. Of course. Uh, such, a, such a process, such an expense, and as part of that, so many consultations with um, uh, doctors and with uh, therapists and everything who are there to establish it. This this. Is, is particularly true of the case of, you know, teenagers and, and young kids who are going through puberty and, and discovering this about themselves. Um, there's a lot of um, external verification and, and, and um, repeated, you know, questions asked to make sure that this is a genuine um, I'm not process that they I'm want to go through validity. No, no, I, I, I agree. Um, but just as, as sort of set up for me saying that, um, trying to, uh, the, the question of, can you, uh, resolve gender dysphoria by, you know, psychological treatment is, is kind of like, uh, saying, do you think that we could take you to, um, a doctor's office and with a bit of help get you to believe that you're a woman on the inside it you know it, it is it is such a fundamentally drastic shift and so intrinsic to your sense of self that i i just don't think it's 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 rationally achievable um yeah i wasn't also i wasn't suggesting that as a solution definitely not i was just saying could we could we talk about it as a psychological potentially a psychological issue yeah it's it's an interesting one isn't it um yeah i don't i, mean, I don't know argued the same way about homosexual people as well well yeah i mean it's a conversion therapy argument isn't it um but yeah it is it is fascinating because in a way you know all of our bodies are physical right um and we have this this thing in our heads which turns those impulses into a sense of self um and you know at some point there is a crossover between the psychological and the physical and something in someone's in a trans person's physical brain is giving those uh indicators which um is producing the dysmorphia i don't think that that's within our realms to uh understand or to 
to uh, identify the the brain is too complicated a um, a thing to be able to meddle with in that kind of psychological way. Um, and I'm not convinced that even if you could try and and sway that um, in the way that conversion therapy is seen as uh, for for sexuality, I mean, is seen as um, truly garish and and horrific um, sort of <laughs> torture um, and and one of questionable effectiveness. I'm not sure that there's any way that um, we have the um, capacity yeah. to to affect what in a way seems an even larger change um, in terms of gender identity, not just sexual attraction. Uh, yeah. Um, the other thing that I was just thinking of there is um, if we did allow trans people to compete in, um, in, in, sorry, can you just uh, say what I'm trying to say? <laughs> uh, I can give it a crack. What are you trying to say? I'm just trying to get the wording right, and I'm I keep I keep pulling myself back from what I had saying because I'm fumbling with terminology, saying, saying the wrong thing. Uh, allowing trans people to compete in the the competition of their just transgender. Yes, is that okay? Cool. No, hey, I mean your 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 concern about saying it correctly is coming from a good place. Um, would it, if we did allow that, would it uh, open up? It would it ex- expose competitions to exploitation. By whom? So, I don't know. If we well, imagine we did it in the imagine we opened up in the Olympics. So we've got we have. Um, Trans people, trans women competing in, um, let's say, I don't know, let's say the hundred meter sprint against other women, and let's say Russia, let's say Russia is really wants to win the Olympics, and so they have their athletes, some of their athletes, I don't know, um, changing their gender so that they can have the physical. So uh, it's so far fetched. It's it's just it yes, it is. It's not it's not a thing that that people would do. Or is it not? No. I mean, I could I could I definitely imagine it for people who who would want to um who would want to win an Olympic gold medal. A man, think- a man athlete. So that your your hypothetical here is Russia finds a male sprinter that's really good, and says can, you're not good enough to I'm beat in the in the men's um, sports. But if we uh, make you a trans woman, then you can really crush the 100 meters sprint for Russia. Yeah. Um, it, so hypothetically, like I don't think it's that far fetched. It's dude. so far fetched, dude. It's like I it's absurd. For one, Russia is not known for its LGBT treatment. Two, neither is Africa. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Why did I pick Russia? Two, neither is uh, Africa, um, where some of the best runners in the world. I know you're picking running out of nowhere, but right. Like most of the world, very bad with trans rights. Um, that's not the way that they're going to try and rig a race. The way, way easier way to do it is just drugs. Just, just 
drug up your regular gendered people? Like, why spend years going through this, like, surgery, finding a, a willing male athlete who's good enough to be there but not good enough to, like, qualify and then turn them into a woman? It's just, it's it's absurd. It's not a, th- it's not a threat. And, <laughs> like, fuck, if... If they go to that that stretch where you you convince someone against their will to become a trans athlete just to win a gold medal, fucking good luck to them. You know what? If you get that far, f- win a medal. Sure, go ahead, do your best. Like, fuck, it's just not. It's not well, a risk. I I. I'm not saying that it that it is a risk. I'm just saying I I I could see that potentially happening. No, maybe not on behalf of, you know, Russia. I, maybe... I I don't think that's likely at all. I think that um yeah, I think that just <laughs> is levels beyond. Mm. I, don't, I don't know about that. What in what possible like who would choose to do that? Uh, which someone... which okay first of all tell me which country this person's from all right oh fuck it united states united states yeah okay so the medical system there is fucked everything is going to cost probably like a million dollars so you got to find someone with a million dollars why for gender reassignment yeah do you have to have your genitals reassigned uh, you just have to get your estrogen. I'm not even pills. talking. I'm not even talking about necessarily genital related, but all of the hormone therapy and everything is massively expensive. Um, you know the the American health system is is terribly tortured by the um, the insurance agencies and things. They've got very little coverage. It'll cost hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars. So you need you need a millionaire athlete to start with from America. And then they've got to go through all of the medical processes to uh, convince doctors and um, you know external um, bodies that they're validly pursuing this for actual, like they're legitimately um, trans. I don't think you need a million dollars. Okay, let to, me for all the treatment. Alrighty, so in the US, most healthcare doesn't cover uh, transgender healthcare uh, or gender reassignment surgery. Okay, a million dollars is over uh, overshot it, but it uh, looks like it can cost uh, hundreds of thousands of dollars depending on the surgeries involved. Uh, the cost of hormone treatments is $1,500 a year um and that can be forever um at you know can be take at least six years um to for that initial thing but some people will have to hold on to that forever because it's it's filling in their their hormones um the cost of surgeries depending on what you're doing facial feminization say uh, breasts or um, uh, body surgery, um, vaginoplasty. Which you wouldn't need. <clears throat> Say again. 
I mean, some of this stuff is superficial. You, you wouldn't need it. That's, uh, that's what it costs if you wanted to, do, you know, get the deluxe package. Okay, I think that's very reductive. Um, I don't think if you're uh, transgender, you'd uh, necessarily want to feel like you're uh, not a woman. No, but we're not talking about that. Weren't we talking about someone who's like a psychopath? Okay. okay. <laughs> really wants to, has got a really giant ego and is like, we'll do whatever it takes. Sure. But... Yeah, so you, you want to get you want to get close enough to to this is the yeah. fucking the bare minimum the bare minimum that's what I want. <laughs> well, the problem is right. If you're going to get into tournaments, then you can't get away with the bare minimum, can you? I want the maximum amount of testosterone that I can have. Uh, so here's uh, here's a. An example, the Philadelphia Center for Transgender Surgery uh, cost estimates uh, $140,450 to transition from male to female and $124,400 to transition from female to male. Was uh, it, how was it, which one was more? Uh, male to female. Oh, really? Um, $140,000. Um, even so, significant investment, right? Um you do all that, yeah. you find someone to, um, like, it's a multi-year process. It goes through external, dozens of external doctors and, and therapists to verify. Um, and you do all of that just to go and have a chance at at winning a medal for the glory of the country. Look, I'm not saying anyone should do that. That would be irrational. No, but you were saying it's not an absurd concept. It is no, an absurd think, concept. I think. I think it's. I think it is an absurd concept. If it if it happened, it would be a massive story. Okay, look, I'll drop it. No, I, I just. I don't. I don't think it's. I don't think it's a valid concern. I don't think anyone is putting themselves through that. Um, Probably not. It is. It's probably better to spend that hundred and fifty thousand dollars training harder to just yeah. get into the men's competition and not willingly inflict body dysmorphia on yourself um, to try and cheat your way into the Olympics. Probably. So, uh, where, so where do you where do you stand on this? Are you un, are you undecided? I don't know what the answer is when it comes to transgender athletes. Um, I understand why people have, um, I, like, I think it's a valid concern of, uh, as you say, people who are born male have certain physicalities and certain traits which are going to be advantageous in certain sports. Um, and vice versa, we haven't really gone the other way around. But, you know, um, I think it's a, a, a really interesting moral and social question. And I think it will evolve over time as our understanding and acceptance of trans people changes over time. Um, I get why in this current era it has been a reluctant um, uh, inclusion from the, the various bodies of... Um, the sporting codes. Um, at the same time, I, I think I agree with you that um, Casta Semenya is should just be allowed. She shouldn't be forced to to limit herself because she's naturally better than 
other women. Um, and then, you know, if that ultimately means that we remove uh, all uh, gender barriers between competition and you just have um, uh, various tiers that are categorized sort of independent to sex um, in the same sort of way that, uh, say, in boxing you have featherweight and, you know, uh, I don't know the various boxing categories, light and beefy jock all the way up to like uh sumo um you if you're (laughs) i love that sumo is the highest sumo is the highest featherweight and if you work if you work hard you could be a sumo (laughs) but you know if 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 those sporting things have are able to categorize in um in in sort of different tiers then if if there was a way that say in a running competition, you you categorize all the people whose leg height is 1.2 meters. All the 1.2 meter leg heights get to run, whether you're male or female, or um, all of the basketballers whose arm length is 2.4 or above, or you know, some yeah. sort of factor like that. Whether yeah. whether that's the ultimate end goal, and it's just going to take 30 years of of social progression or scientific exploration or whatever to to find a way to, again, level the playing field so that everyone can, can join in. Um, I think, I think that's exactly where it would go. Um, I think it wouldn't take, I think it'd take longer than 30 years, but I can definitely see in the future, um, that if we have competitive sports, that people, it's basically down to the science. If we can, if we can measure, uh, you know, bone, if we can measure every aspect of the human body so in the future you want to be an athlete you want to do um high jump you get like a full like the i don't know you just go through like one of those airport security things and instead of screening you for bombs it does like it measures your agility and everything maybe not your agility but you like all of your all of the physical factors and then puts you into categories and your gender has nothing to do with it yeah I can see that happening. So you probably have mostly men competing against men, but it's basically thrown out the window. It's not called the men's 100-meter sprint. It's no. called the whatever. The category A. Yeah. I wonder in the future as well, this is getting... But if sex itself or sex and gender is just going to kind of homogenize in the future, because I heard someone saying the other day that sex is soon not like really soon but in it's going to gradually for humans become uh redundant and it's almost going to be frowned upon because it's going to seen it's going to be seen as a risk because um is like IVF babies if we can get, oh sorry if we can sorry get you mean are you meaning sex the act now not yes, sex sorry, sex sorry. the category talking sorry sorry, sorry. talking fuck yeah. in doing Porn. No. <laughs> sorry, um, yes. That, uh, you're saying sorry. Just let me rewind. What? What we? Yeah. What's your your premise here? There's a sex a is too saying, risky. Sexual intercourse is going to become redundant because once we get our science to the point where we can have babies and we can uh, basically create babies in a test tube, but they're going to be they're going to be they're going to be much healthier. They're going to be able to. Um, 
control the whole situation a lot better from disease and stuff. People, parents, are going to frown upon other parents who are actually having sex, sexual intercourse, the natural <laughs> way. Yeah. You sex, I mean? sexual intercourse, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, it's interesting. It reminds me, um, I've got a, a science news that we'll get to at some point um, about the CRISPR baby. Um, so we'll, we'll bookmark that topic and about genetic uh, reproduction, um, science and that kind of stuff. Maybe we'll get to that next time. But um, Spoiler alert. It was spoiler alert. Left in alert. the oven too long. Left in the oven too long. Yeah. Came the CRISPR oh, baby. the CRISPR baby. Sorry, yeah. Uh, not science news. Um yeah, no, it is. It is. It's going to be interesting to see the ways that um, that kind of genetic manipulation, yeah, comes together. Um, but let's let's save that for next time. Sure. Um, anyway. If you've enjoyed this kind of chit chat, well, then uh, I'm so grateful um, because sometimes it feels like we're just talking into the void and amusing ourselves. So to hear that you've had a nice day um, is really kind of warm and fuzzy um there's plenty more of it out there as well it's at uh, deepfort.podbean.com uh you can find us at facebook.com forward slash deepfort and send in your questions and thoughts um comment on the episode tell us your opinions um or twitter.com slash deepfort and if you have a big old question that needs a whole episode to itself send it to us at deepfort at gmail.com we promise we will probably get to it uh, did you hear that new zealand accent got voted the sexiest actor in the world yeah and australian was up there as well um so i think i'm like straddling a good a good middle ground here <laughs> i would have thought you'd you'd felt quite ugly over there then. <laughs> <laughs> why as do you think my australian accent also, is still very australian the, i'm sorry the new zealand accent it's fine but it's not the sexiest accent in the world are you kidding me yeah but Who you're too close to it you're too close to it it's yeah, all about yeah, exoticism yeah, it's definitely you need, you need to be i mean it's, what's the sexiest accent to you i said it's definitely french oh really oh 100 percent. french accent oh la la <laughs> don't turn me on <laughs> come on baby please you know i've had a few red wine yeah what's the sexiest accent to you it isn't french um i think mm. There's definitely something about the like Brazilian or the like the Latin American has that certain sensuality to it. Mm-hmm. Um, a, a good Scottish accent's quite sexy. Oh, no. Um, your girlfriend is Scottish. That's what I love her in spite of. <laughs> uh, well, uh, maybe we should swap. Um, I was going to say that I read that, you know how that Boeing 737 MAX plane went down, or two of them did? Yeah, yeah. So apparently, so Boeing is now in um, legal proceedings trying to work out what the compensation for the victim's families is going to be. Hmm. And what's interesting is that it's it's going to come down to how long the victims knew they were going to die. That is what's going to determine how much money they get because it's how much the torture. compensation they get. Jeez. Which I just thought was very interesting. Is that been, is that, that's what the court has said or is that the external sort of um, 
that's that's what the lawyer said at, at a media conference. Is that the for lawyer it, so for the defense victims? For the defense victims, yeah. Oh, sorry, so sorry. No, that, for the defense or for the victims? I mixed sorry, both so words so together. For for the victims' families. Yeah. Um, wow, but so that that is basic... them. That's that's them trying to um, prove. That's that's that that's a tactic, you know. That's I don't I don't disagree that that's a ve- a relevant um, um, uh, that that's as good of a, a metric for calculating that right. as any I can think yeah, of. Yeah. But at the same time, his position is to get um, good returns for the family, so he's incentivized to put out that message at the same time. I'm, I I don't say I'm, I disagree with it, but um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I just thought it was it it is an interesting, interesting. I hadn't I hadn't thought of the way you try and even calculate that. Um, yeah. And because then the question is, well, we're what's the value? Seconds, which, yeah. where seconds mean if it's six, if they if they knew that they were going to crash, the six seconds you're going to get less money as if they knew for ten seconds. Yeah, and and I mean, it, but, but then what do you put that value on for a life? What's the value of a human life for one second? Yeah. What's what's the cost? Yeah. What's because the what's the cost of that out? Yeah. What's the cost because of it? Boeing's, for a, Boeing's going to say, are oh, they? Oh, they're only they're worth only about like two fifty. Yeah, it's gonna be interesting how that happens. Boeing's had a tough run, haven't they? Poor buggers. Yeah, should have made better planes. So they should have. Um, speaking of some, a little bit of interesting maths. I don't know if you saw anything about this. Um, do you know much about uh, Terence Howard? Yeah. Um, he uh, he's kind of gone out there and decided he's going to make his own maths. Uh, He's called it a uh, teriology. Wait, let me just Google his face. Terence Howard, uh, who you would probably know best as War Machine in uh, the original Iron Man one, um, Rhodey. Um, oh yeah, it's from Crash. Yeah, he's a he's a he's an actor. Um, he's a guy. He's also not convinced by the whole maths thing. Uh, so he's, okay. he's created his own maths, um, which as I said, is called teriology, which goes back to when he was in college, when he was studying chemical engineering, but then he dropped out because he realized that he fundamentally disagreed with his professors about the basics of maths. That's amazing. <laughs> what? The argument that he put forward to them was the simple equation of one times one. And here's yeah. a quote from Howard, uh, Terence Howard. How can it equal one, Howard asked Rolling Stone and the universe. If one times one equals one, that means that two is of no value because one times itself has no effect. One times one equals two because the square root of four is two. So what's the square root of two? Should be one. But we're told that it's two and that can't be. I'm kind of, kind of with him. <laughs> I dig that. I dig that. Uh, he... Uh, decided he didn't need the engineering degree, uh, made his way up uh, through Hollywood. Um, and then he had like a history of domestic violence, which torpedoed his career. And then since then, he has just turned his attention to teriology, devoting up to 17 hours a day to cutting up wires and plastic to form building block contraptions that he believes will bring truth to the universe. He's also created his own symbols so no one can steal his ideas, and he's painted them. This is the last century that our children will ever have been taught that one times one is one, he told the Rolling Stone. 
they won't have to grow up in ignorance. 20 years from now, they'll know that 1 times 1 equals 2. We're about to show a new truth, the truth of universal math, and the proof is in these pieces. I've created the pieces that make up the motion of the universe together. (laughs) Sounds like Terry hasn't been outside in a while. Yeah. Uh, I just like the idea of someone going, I don't think this makes sense. I'm going to start my own maths. He was... Domestic abuse torpedoed his career. Yeah. I haven't actually seen him in a while. Yeah. Uh, he, uh, the six times uh, Terrence Howard has been. 43. A... Oh, of course. Know, Everyone's favorite movie, 43. Uh, I, know, I watched that the other day. You rewatched it or you watched it the first <laughs> yeah. time? You rewatched I, it. I'm the only person in the world to have rewatched, re-watched movie 43. Movie 43. <laughs> Did. What an achievement! In a way, I don't I'm think impressed. It's that bad. I don't think it's that bad. All I remember was being at the cinemas when it was on, and not. And Hugh Jackman's neck test, did he? Holy that. shit! Yes. What the fuck? <laughs> that guy, Peter Farrelly, won an Oscar. I know. Yeah. Isn't that amazing? From the minds of Green Book. <laughs> From the minds of Movie Forty Three comes Green Book. <laughs> Oscar winner Peter Farrelly comes. <laughs> Hugh Jackman's next neck testicles. Next testicles. <laughs> next testicles. Oh gosh. Mm. Um, I don't know if we have an out. Do you want to just read your first joke off again, and we'll just we'll bookend <laughs> it with the same joke? Um, well, I don't know. I can just Google a joke. Uh, 